Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Jarcast episode 241. I am your one and only host, Alex. It's a sad sight indeed. Well, for those uh, watching, of course, you can listen, um, which is made possible on all the platforms, your Spotify's, your iTunes, thanks to the Patreon, the Jar Media Patreon. Head over there and support us if... Uh, you feel the inclination? We got some bonus vids on there that come out early. Not while I have a corona, but you know, when things are working properly and it's not all screwed up. And you know, makes the, sh- the audio version of the show possible and just brings it all home. Oh, that was that was like a while ago now. I'm sort of a bit out of it if I'm being real. Um, obviously I'm recording alone because I have coronavirus for a second time. Which is great. <laughs> it's just my luck. Um, I I had two confirmed tests for it. I guess symptoms started appearing. We went to London. In the last episode, we talked about this. We went to London for to see gorillas, and it's like, where else am I gonna have got it? Caught it. We're on the tube. Like the loads of people on the tube not wearing masks and. It's, honestly, it's po- there are so many variables. There are so many places I could have got it. It's pointless even trying to figure out where and when at this point I've got it. Um, I'm currently in isolation. We can't record normal jar because of that. I can. Hopefully I don't sound too congested. I don't really have any symptoms anymore, but it's taken a good week to recover from that. Um, Thank God I had one jab though, because compared to the first time I had COVID in 2020, this was so much easier to get over. Um, I didn't have all the breathing stuff in the same way. I have lost my taste, which sucks. That really sucks. I was not expecting that to suck as much as it does, but of course it's like a, a core sense. Um, so that's annoying. That's delayed everything. Had to delay Sardonicast as well. It's kind of just screwed everything up. Oh, and some some other stuff we're missing out on because of it. It's just annoying timing all around, to be honest. I mean, there's no good timing. There's no good time to get a virus, but, you know, we're going to have to deal with it, and that's what's happening in this episode. And we'll say in, like, a few months ago or whatever, hey, I wonder how it would go doing a solo cast, and I I threw my voice out there saying, you know, I think I could do it, I think I can helm a solo show, and if it's just one, fuck it. Why not? And the reason I'm wearing the hoodie is because my hair is just a mess right now. I'm, uh, I'm just a... Uh, virused up covid mess um so i'm just gonna hide behind this mic and talk to you for i guess a normal length episode we'll see obviously it's way there's no one to bounce off of well i guess paisley's here somewhere she's too i tried to get her on the couch or sofa here but she's too well behaved she wouldn't do it so instead i've got a cat pillow and a zombie pig man and a bunch of other hard to explain junk surrounding me while I talk to myself into a mic. Let's get on with this. Let's do some housekeeping. That's what we normally do at the beginning of a of a cast. Um, obviously last episode we were talking about this whole gorillas thing and it's, you know, has an extra slant of, uh, not humour, but a slant of something, slant of drama, now that I've, the, the, the following episode is me by myself with uh, recovering from COVID. God, it makes you tired as well. I'm so tired. I think my coffee's wearing off too. This isn't coffee either. This is um, throat coat I'm drinking right now. That's what helps uh, 
me not lose my voice while doing this. Um, P-pop is going to get the housekeeping started. We were talking about this granny that like wouldn't move on the train. And the trains in the UK, well, you know, just trains, they often have the table seats where four people can sit. And we were a group of four, we went over to get our, our table, and there was just a singular granny there who wouldn't move. And that's what this comment is relating to. That was my granny who took your spot. I showed her this cast, and she had a heart attack. Thanks, Giles, she's dead now. Notification bell rung. Well, to be honest, uh, I don't really wish harm to many people, but if that's your granny, I mean... Uh, Swiggy left one as well about this. The chat about the masks on the tube kind of surprised me. I recently went on a day trip to New York City and it really pleasantly surprised me how many people were wearing masks throughout the city. With that being said, there were a few people here and there without masks outside, which is understandable, but on the subway, there wasn't a single person who didn't have a mask on and the actual subway cars weren't even that packed with people. Sad to hear. It wasn't like that in London there. I, I don't know how you can exist in a city without basically being shoulder to shoulder with people unless I guess you could try and travel off peak all the time but you can't predict like who's going to be where and when it's just so many people what is even weirder about it is that out of the group of the four of us that went I was the only one that got it so I either have like the weakest immune system or I'm just unlucky or whatever this virus is I don't know but the real sad result of all this is uh, what Make It Motion left a comment alluding to. When is the Free Guy review coming? This is, honestly, this is what bummed me out the most. Not delaying Sardonicus, no, no, none of that, no. Not being able to see Free Guy. <laughs> That's what's got me down, down bad, because I was, oh, I've seen so much good stuff about this movie. So many discussion threads and early reviews and just YouTubers talking about it. I, wanna, I wanted to be to see it for myself, and of course it's not on VOD anywhere. So you have to go to the cinema to see Free Guy. Um, and man, it just sounds like the exact kind of thing I'm looking for. So many references, it sounds like there's a whole segment with like a Marvel scene and a Star Wars scene. Oh, and all this, all this, all these Easter eggs, these goodies in the background. So many gamer references. It sounds the fuck perfect. Honestly, it sounds like a perfect jar movie. The kind of stuff we'll put up there for a uh, you know end of the year best of discussion type stuff. And it's just a bummer that we've missed out on that one. But well, you know, we haven't missed out on it. We've just missed out on that early coverage. Uh, we'll, we'll, we will see it. Um, I've just got to isolate until. That's over, and I'm over the virus, and I'm not sp spreading it um, anywhere. Uh, but we will see it. Ryan Reynolds will not elude us on this day. People are enjoying it, though. It's got, like, a pretty high Rotten Tomatoes, as if that means something. And, uh, you know, people like Ryan Reynolds, and Reddit likes it. You know, things are happening. Things are getting exciting out there. And it's, it's fitting, too, as well, because a, a new Eternals trailer dropped a new one the the final one the final eternals trailer and the eternals is a uh, one of the like 58 marvel movies i guess there's stealth dropping at the end of the year um there's like another one about like rings it's the secret rings or something i think i watched that trailer as well um but the eternals has been a uh, long teased on jar it's been one of our most hyped movies of uh, probably in the history of jar to be honest, um, Kamel and Gianni, 
Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Like, loads of action, and there's like these monsters coming in. Because the, the previous trailers were a bit more ambiguous, a bit more vague with what they were showing. It, they didn't really allude to what the story was even about. And of course, this trailer, boom. When Thanos fucked the world, it really fucked it even more when they brought people back. So then the Energons went all off base, and then you have the Eternals fight. And then they're just punching CG dogs and birds, and looks pretty cool, to be honest. It looks like the sort of thing I'm looking for from a Marvel movie. The I, I jumped to the visual effects, like, at least they're pushing it a bit, because like, I've been watching these DC movies, like, Wonder Woman 84 again, and it's like, oh my god, the CG and the action here is like so, so obnoxious and unwatchable, and to, at least with this Marvel affair, it, it like looks like a comic book page, you know, it like looks suitable. I don't really get like where it fits or where it's going necessarily. It's going into comic territory that I just don't know or understand. I only knew like surface level stuff from the first few waves of like Marvel Avengers bullshit. I don't know anything about the Eternals or any of this or, you know, what it's building to now. It looks like really familiar Marvel territory in terms of, we've got to get the group. We haven't been together and I haven't seen you in decades. How have you been, my boy? And then they do some epic uh, greeting. Oh, I like you. I missed you a lot. You're kind of cool, aren't you? That one from Game of Thrones. Yeah, lots of Game of Thrones actors, lots of familiar actors, to be honest. We were saying the other week on the Jarkos, it's just a, every actor is just going to be in a Marvel movie. So, like, everyone. Everyone. I'm, I'm serious. There won't be anyone who can escape it. it there'll be a Jar cameo in, like, some Disney Plus bullshit at some point. But to be honest, looks all right. It, it, it looks more interesting to me uh, visually. The was actually noticing the director's, you know, her style come through a little bit, which is cool to see and unique for a Marvel movie. You know, it's the internals. I'm still concerned about like the the, the stakes of the action and how they're going to make it, like what the rules are, because I don't know anything about the Eternals and like. Is that, like, dog thing made a string, like, like a, a good villain or something? That, that is concerning, too, this, like, weird CG monster that was, like, holding Angelina Jolie doing the... Um, you are about to get just pound kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we'll see how it comes together. What do you think, uh, Sandy? I noticed this weird comment that had, like, a few upvotes for some reason, saying, like, upvote if you want Alex to act as the Gravemind from Halo, the entire next cast. That was from Numerous Race, 1443. Which I guess is fitting, because I want to talk about Halo now. Um, I guess I'll do it in the Gravemind voice. The whole, the whole rest of this episode is going to be Gravemind. Halo Infinite is going to be, and already is, majorly disappointing. Sorry. I know people don't like it when, um... <laughs> and I've been down on Halo Infinite lately. And that was before this newest news, right? That, um... 
343 uploaded to their YouTube channel the most, like, sheepish, like, embarrassing <laughs> development update video I think I've ever seen. My skin was crawling while watching it, like, the, my spine was, like, tingling, like, from the awkwardness of just the way this game is trickling out its information. The, the big news, of course, being that Halo Infinite is going to launch without co-op. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the actual state that Halo's in right now, that it's going to launch without co-op. And not just, like, split-screen that, that was removed from Halo 5. Like, online co-op. You can't even do online. Right? Like, because it's going to come in the second season of, uh the seasonal model thing they're doing and Forge as well is also going to be uh, not there at launch because they learnt a lot from Halo 5 and how that model was like not satisfying and the whole community really pushed back against that and complained about how it probably murdered the player base somewhat that, that when you release a game and it has nothing to it and then a year later suddenly it has more well you've kind of killed your first impression so what is the like, it's all well and good getting Firefight, like, a year later, like, okay. I guess they're just relying on the free-to-play model to, to carry it. Um, yeah, so, the, and the other big news was Forge. Like, they've finally just said, like, it's not going to be there at launch. And so, on top of Assassinations, and you can assume theater as well. It's probably not going to be there. Maybe some form of it. It's hard to guess, because Halo 5, like, <laughs> the theater in that game was busted as hell, too. Um... I just don't trust their output, and this just makes me even more concerned. Like, Darkstar left a comment saying, Halo News has just come out revealing there won't be co-op campaign and Forge at launch. After a year of delays and all the other behind-the-scenes shenanigans, does this make the Jarboys even more skeptical of the game? For me personally, co-op is a big part of Halo and has brought many memories, but it not being there at launch is worrying, and for me, a deal-breaker to buy this at release. It's like, you can make excuses for Forge, I guess, but co-op, what is actually happening with this game? Like, Halo and co-op are peanut butter and jelly. That All of my early Halo memories are playing co-op, whether it be online or split screen, and like other people's hat. That was like the allure of Halo, the, the, that mystery of Halo and how it's like, people coming together and connecting with this piece of software that was so mysterious and had this whole package, this whole allure to it. I don't know what Halo is anymore. It's like identityless. Its whole thing now is just to be like... <laughs> well, we don't even know what the campaign really is. It's like an open world Joseph Staten in this newest thing kind of, a, kind of insinuated that it's like missions you can play in any order you want and it's like clearing bases and stuff just the way they talk about the game as if they've made all these changes to the way they're building it into this like live model as if they're doing us a favor as if they're doing us a service as if anyone asked for it who asked for this what would have been wrong with just like a standard halo game you know like it's, it's annoying me more and more like the more this is going on and how, like the longer this is going, because they've been developing this game for what six years, if not longer, and it was supposed to come out a year ago. What what did that game look like a year ago? It, there's going to be like an interesting 
Jason Schreier article about this at some point, because, I mean, something is really wrong with this game, in my opinion. It's just not in, a, in, a, in an acceptable state based on the track record of Halo. And even the track record of 343, I cannot believe this game is going to launch with less stuff than Halo 5. And that was one of the big critiques of Halo 5, was that it was bare bones and empty. So all we're going to have is this campaign, which is what, like a Far Cry type thing, and this multiplayer with big team and I guess a few modes, but you can assume without Firefight, without Forge. Um, even when Halo 5 came out, it was with like a new game mode we hadn't seen before that admittedly did suck and was designed around packs, that being Warzone. But that was there, that was new. That was still something. Well, it's like... <laughs> and I know, like, standards are different now. My standards are based on what Halo used to be and what Halo used to mean. And that whole, like, th that franchise was like a monster back in the day. And it's like such a fucking duckling now. An ugly duckling. It's like... All it can do is just copy the industry. It can't even be itself anymore. And they've done, and they, they haven't learned a thing from th four, five, and now it seems infinite in terms of four. Uh, what's the inherent design philosophy? Oh, let's um go down the same line as Halo Reach in terms of let's make this more about like classes and weapons dropping down, like unlocks and shit, and all this Call of Duty quick time to kill based bullshit that sucked no one liked that in 4 oh what's the trend around Halo 5 oh it's packs and esports stuff oh so I guess that's what Halo is now oh Halo's not that anymore I guess it's like a battle pass free to play thing because that's what shooters and like the free to play space is now what is this game I think it's lame and I was, I've been like holding back my tongue on this because, you know, it did, it, there are positive signs to it, but it's like, what is actually happening? You spent, what have you been doing in that time? How much have you had to scrap from this? Because six years, like the traditional Halo dev time was three years. So like Halo 3, when that came out in 2007, has, will have more content than Halo Infinite now. By far. I just... Like, my my hype level or whatever indi bullshit indicator you want to use to, to measure excitement, it's, like, negative at this point. I'm, like, so jaded with 343, and I just cannot believe they've been able to keep this going for as long as they have. And... Like... <laughs> Even with the, the old games, they messed it up. The MCC is one of the biggest fuck-ups that people are only forgetting now because a bit of time has passed and they've, like, fixed it. But, like... I can't believe, like, how short memories these, a lot of gamers have. It's a, it's a sad state. And, you know... We'll get around... I'm still gonna play it. It's gonna be on Game Pass. But holy fuck, I'm not feeling good about this game. And the and the in this weird video where they're saying like, yeah, um, we're not the we're not really ready for marketing yet. So what are you talk? What do you mean? Yeah, we'll we'll show you the campaign. Like, so 
the marketing used to be a huge part of that mystery in Halo and that huge allure. Those trailers for Halo 3, ODST and Reach, they had those big bombastic trailers. There was like a trajectory to the to the quality of the advertising and just like what to expect from this franchise. And genuinely, as soon as 343 took it over, it became like trash schlock that just was something else entirely. And it's been going down each release since then. Taking, taking hold of it, I swear to Christ. Yeah, I... Maybe I'm feeling too negative on it right now. I don't know. But like seeing what is coming together and like where the priorities are and just this store and the shader system and just all this shit. Don't feel good about it. Obviously, there's lots of jarling Halo fans out there um, that might feel differently. Let me know in the comments. I want to talk to Jim and James about this on the cast next episode too. Um, kind of get a read on that because you know it's interesting and it's like of course <laughs> but it, you know they're making like an effort to be more honest um, which is like funny at this point because it's like, it's just making it seem like more and more like a mess and that it's just a project that's completely gone out of control like exactly like Destiny 1 it's bizarre which Joseph Stain was there for as well. In other news, though, um, as we sort of wrap up the first half here, we can talk about a couple of things I've actually been like watching, playing, enjoying, enjoying in quotes while my fucking eyes are streaming and I'm sneezing. It's the sneezing part that was really getting me this time. The virus wants to spread, so it's making you sneeze like fucking crazy. <laughs> Like to the point where your chest like hurts from sneezing so much. Losing lots of fluids as well. You got to keep your throat coat up and ready. But Hades dropped on Game Pass, and you know I've been hearing about Hades since it won. I think it won like a Game of the Year award or something. It's, it's you know it's from the Bastion devs, and I love that game Bastion. And I heard lots of good stuff about like Transistor or whatever. But it's been about Hades is the big one. Is their big, like, everything has come together type moment. And yeah, it's amazing. I I can believe how good it is. It's because I've been playing a bit of Destiny 2 at the moment. Because um, I, I, I do want to make a video on, on the current way that game f is, sits in my mind. But... Hades is just so smart just in that design, the, the reward systems, just every single failure, even though you are failing, it still, it still feels like you're going forward. Destiny could probably learn a lot from just the, the ingenious ways they not only use the design and the repetition of it to unlock like new story moments, new gear, new upgrades, like multiple levels of upgrading. It's like the exact kind of thing that like just properly gets me addicted and the whole like Greek aesthetic, the Greek gods, love that side of it. You got your Zeus, your Aphrodite there, they've got different abilities and powers and I just happened to be reading like a, a book on the Greek myths, so that's like a cool overlap there too. So it's nice seeing faces to the to the words I've been reading and 
It's just a, an amazing game. It, it does remind you of the good old days sort of bullshit, you know. Um, it did remind me of jumping into Bastion that first time, being like, oh, yeah. These, they, they, they know what's up. That music, just the, the look of the game, the whole style, the animation. I'm really into it, and it's really replayable. Just a big deal, you know. I've never really fucked with these like roguelike type games, but this is a damn good one, man. It's on Game Pass. It's been out for ages it's on Switch. It would be really good on Switch, I think. Um, so big thumbs up to Hades. Um, and uh, yeah, I I won't say too much about Destiny Two because I guess I'd save it if I ever get this video done. Um, but I've like played through, I guess, this season story. I at least wanted to do one of the seasons because, of course, Destiny has a seasonal model now. And holy fuck, their FOMO shit is like next level. But I wanted to at least finish one of the seasons that I bought, I guess, because I accidentally bought the Beyond Light extend ex expanded edition that I like included a bunch of seasons. Um, so I own all of these seasons and I played like a bit of one a few months ago. I actually wanted to at least play the story of this because I've just heard so much about people saying that the storytelling's improving and all this. And I checked it out for myself and got through the, the season story or whatever they call it. And yeah, it's Destiny. Um, and finally... Yeah, the other thing I've been killing a bit of time with is uh, I've been craving like a new show. I like having a, a show or some long form story on the go. Um, I don't know, it, it scratches some itch in my brain that just satisfies me. So like I've been going through, I went through The Sopranos, The Wire, you know, shows of that ilk, like long shows. Um, and I just watched True Detective season three because um, I never got around to watching that after the second season being what it was. Very odd. Uh, three was a bit better. Um, it's not that memorable to me, to be honest. And then after that, I jumped into <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Like, I've, I've always seen this show, and I've always, you know, I like Ron Perlman or whatever. I've never been, like, into the whole biker thing or found it cool. So, like, watching Sons of Anarchy, and it, I guess it started in about 2007, um, which got me thinking, was there, like, a biker, like, renaissance going on around that era? Because Halo 3 had this whole biker thing going on with the Brutes as well. But, uh, I don't know. Please let me know if you remember anything. I don't. I was, what, like, 12 in 2007? 13? Um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's, like, kind of got some dumb shit in there that is very 2007 sort of era but it's got fun characters and the drama is it's alluring it's building on itself nicely um it, it seems to have modeled a lot of itself on the sopranos to be honest just the idea of like a criminal gang you are introduced to at sort of the start of the downfall um yeah it's fun it's it's interesting it's got some corny shit Biker gangs. Um, that's just like because it's on UK Netflix, I guess. Just caught me at the right time. Just one of those. You just need to catch me at the right time. I'm too elusive. Uh, like these messages are about to be. I'll see you after them. 
Guess what we got in store for you today, lads? Join me in your t-shirts. Check the description below. Welcome to the second half of the Job Media Posdact, where we head over to the Reddit suggestion thread on r slash Media, where you can leave any questions you would like for us to answer. Alright, is that clear? r slash Media, not r slash FNAF. r slash Media. alright? Adventurous Airline, it's gonna get one going. It's gonna get us going. I mean, what? Question for Alex. Any reason why you haven't been uploading that often to IHE for the past year and a bit? Just curious because I really enjoy your videos and miss seeing them more frequently for gooning purposes. Game on. Um, so this is actually a question from a couple, a couple threads ago, but I just left it there. Just sort of waiting for the right chance and I feel like the time is now. In this kind of creepy, creepy image we have going on with these mics that I just wanted to have up there, like, kind of like snakes, like... Like hydras, uh, uh, <clears throat> branches of uh, heads. Um, but yeah, instead of uh, dodging the question, I guess I'll just answer it. It's, it's a lot of different reasons. Um, that I, I guess started with the COVID lockdown thing. More specifically, getting COVID that first time. I've never been wiped out by something like a disease or an affliction like that in my life. And what I mean by the timing of all this is it probably... I've been getting to that burnout point for years now. I've been like pushing it and like ignoring it. So getting to a state where you're like so ill as well. And like a type of virus that lingers as well. Like these people talking about these long COVID symptoms and... It was just like all these things hitting at the right time for it to just destroy my productivity in terms of IHE videos. And I've always joked around, like, in terms of the balance in my life, I've, I've never been able to get, like, a healthy balance of... There's always something lacking. Like, I'm, like, working really well, I've got, like, the dog sorted and everything, but <clears throat> my house is a mess, like, I can't keep it clean I've got to like something's always falling I can't get that balance right so I've been like trying the last year to figure out a healthier balance because you can't like just burn yourself out um, to a degree where you like can't function anymore it's unhealthy you need to actually enjoy living your life to be able to like make content and stuff and yeah I've in periods where I've been uploading like the most, when I was like the most ridiculously consistent, the least was going on in my life. My life was so simple back then. It's like nothing going on. Like it was just like making vids. And now there's so much more. Like we're trying to maintain relationships with people and with your family and your friends and with the dogs and maintaining different podcasts and stuff. I've got a fairly busy life, I guess. Um, and yeah, just trying to jump into IHE videos and just getting deep. I've started this annoying new trend of like having five different things on the go at once in terms of like videos. Um, I did this stupid thing with IHE where I kept expanding the scope of videos. Like it was, it's about like these videos with loads of different movies in them. It's like, oh yeah, it's like 
this uh, this year I'm going to review all the superhero movies from the year. Um, forgetting that every year there are going to be more and more of them. Um, so yeah, I guess the uh, the main answer is burnout. Um, and just like, just being wiped. Just totally wiped and just trying to sort my shit out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I this is why I want to go back into like a Destiny video and wrap up this superhero movie bullshit but like fuck me it's just a weird it's been a really weird time for me um just trying to juggle like anxiety as well that was another it, um, like that everything just came together at the worst moment for me um and like just being in lockdown this last year i don't feel like i can have a humorous tinge a humorous edge to me if my mind's just like fucked up um, so yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's been a weird time for everyone. And I've always had this kind of weird perspective where my, the way I live in my weird life, like just, it's not like normal. It doesn't fit into the way normal people live, but I, I could get on with it because, you know, society was, you know, it was messy, but it was moving forward. And then all of a sudden you have this like virus that like is fucked like everything. So now there's like no stability anymore. And I guess psychologically I required that in some way. So like I've just been refiguring out my shit. I during one of those lockdowns I spent like months like redecorating, resorting like the entire house. It was like this whole thing of like, yeah, I'm gonna reorganize my life to try and reorganize my brain or whatever. It's just complicated, and I honestly hate talking about it online, um, because it's <laughs> talking about like content creators' like complaints or or their woes and worries or whatever. It's uh, can come across as like really disconnected and out of touch, but you know we're alone here. We're deep into a podcast. We can chat about these sort of things. Um. Yeah, it's just a complicated thing. Um, but I've always got the shit in my mind. Like, it's it's like a curse. It's it's the pro and con of it is when you when you have something like that, you always want to be making for it, and I always am like thinking about it. You can't erase it from your mind. You're always planning. Oh, that would be such a good video. You start like noting down ideas in your phone. I've just got so many documents of like just little sentences and ideas and like disparate shit. Um, but it's just, I got to get it streamlined again. Got to take that scope down a little bit. Um, just get back in the rhythm or something of just doing like search the worst videos regularly not making them like fuck 20 movies in one specials or stuff and because it was around that uh fourth 13 reasons why the season four video i did where it was like that was where it was really creeping up on me the the burnout side where it's just like <laughs> just gets ridiculous at a certain point i just pushed it too far um and you pay the consequence um you know, it's the way it goes. Let's do this one from <laughs> Tighter Than Bark On. Hello, Dungars. I recently went on to listen to the favorites of 2020 Jarcast so I could hear about Alex's thoughts on the Clone Wars again. 
I recently finished The Clone Wars, and while there are some boring arcs, it is a very great show overall in showcasing the prequels in a satisfying way. My first question is for Alex. What are some of your favorite arcs of The Clone Wars? Has Jim ever tried watching some of the episodes' arcs up to this point? What do you guys think of Disney telling more Star Wars stories in the form of TV shows? Cheers, and may the chaos energy be with you. So I went through my whole Clone Wars phase. I think that was, yeah, in 2020. Was it part of this year? Around Christmas, actually, I associate with. Yeah, the whole COVID era, I jumped into Clone Wars. I didn't do what this guy did and watch the whole thing. There was no way I was watching every episode of that that show. There's just too much bad stuff in there. But there are some good arcs. That's the way to do it. Um... I'm really bad at remembering like specific arcs, like names or whatever. But there's the there's the really good Obi Wan one where he like goes undercover, <laughs> like it's really goofy, like changes his face to be someone else. Um, but you get some good story out of that. Anytime they properly foreshadow Anakin being Darth Vader stuff, there's there's some actual good arcs with that. Some genuinely good foreshadowing stuff that just makes you wish there was some better type of shit storytelling in the prequels but yeah the the what's his name pong or something <laughs> you know the the evil guy the arc with the clones who betrays them there's some there's some good stuff in there but there's some good ahsoka arcs i enjoyed it's all right it's got some good stuff in there if you know where to look and how to find it um which I mostly found by like googling what are the best Clone Wars arcs and of course the like Order 66 bit's pretty good at the end as well another kind of good way of doing it is to go on IMDB find the show and just look through like the ratings of the episodes um you'll see like all the Jar Jar ones have like lower ratings and (laughs) some of the better episodes have notably higher ratings so I think I went through just whatever the highest rated ones were go from there and then find out the the arcs are missing from that point as far as continuing it in TV I mean I I don't really want any more Star Wars movies if I'm being real Um, at least for now like just leave it TV makes more sense. The serialized nature, bring it back to its roots. Just keep it simple. Realistic ad, 915 left one, saying, What's the most money you've spent on one singular thing that you regret? I ain't talking about spending money on video games, by the way. Um, to be honest, what jumps to my mind is like one of those uh, little robot vacuum cleaners, a little eco-vac or something it was called. I got it and it was doing the trick for me. It was helping me keep things tidy with the dogs. But then I got Paisley, who's a golden retriever. And <laughs> those who have golden retrievers out there know that the, the molting that comes off those dogs is on a level. You, you just got to accept the fact that th- these hairs are just going to be on you f- forever. So, pointless purchase in the end, that one. Regretful. Accomplished Way 118 says, I swear I saw Alex in a swimming pool in 2018. I wouldn't have thought of anything. I wouldn't have thought of anything if I hadn't heard Alex saying that he goes swimming. I was just wondering, how do the jar like? <laughs> you gotta re- read some of the, through some of these sometimes. I was just wondering, how do the jar like to be approached? 
I doubt Alex would want to meet a fan just in his swimming shorts. That was... That if it was Alex anyway. Holy fuck, reading that was tough. <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't enjoy it if I was swimming and someone up and was like, Oh, hello Alex. Nice shorts. Uh, I guess if you went swimming to a pool that was in Wiltshire, it was possible it was me in 2018. If it's just like a random pool in England, it's like highly unlikely. If it was one in Wiltshire, though, very well could have been, you know? As far as how we'd like to be approached, what whatever the Jowlins were doing on that Gorilla's Day was, was pretty good, to be honest. So, you know, just... Hey, are you blank? It just goes from there. It's a beautiful thing. I've got three more here to sort of round us out. I know this is a bit of a shorter episode than normal, but you know, as I said earlier, I've got no one to bounce off. Except my own... My own mind. Mad says, Hey lads, this might be a bit of a juvenile question, but I recently got the news that my closest friend may be moving out of state. I live in the US. And if this is the case, we won't have the means of transportation nor time to visit each other very often. I've been fortunate enough to not really experience anyone close moving far away, so I'm not quite sure how to deal with this. My question is, have any of you boys experienced someone moving... So someone close moving far away, were you able to maintain the relationship despite the distance? And if not, how did you deal with the distance being the cause of ending relationship? Thanks for all you guys do. The cast has really helped me through some rough times. Um, it's a, it's a big thing, I guess, most people have to deal with at some point. And to be honest, it's, it's something I've dealt with loads of times in my life, um, being... Being someone who, as a kid, like, moved around a lot. I've got that cliche, uh, <laughs> backstory of, like, um, speaking of 13 Reasons Why, like, that character, Annie, who <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, I've moved around all my life. I've, I've never had a place. Um, yeah, so, like, I've, I've gone through a series of, like, you know, having, like, a best friend, like, when we lived in Jersey Island for a few years, and you got to move on, you got to, like, move away when, when, uh, you know, the family moved and all this stuff. And that was before you had, like, social media. So it was just straight up, probably never going to see you again <laughs> type stuff. It's pretty sad, really. Um, but yeah, at least you have that. You can you can keep in contact fairly easily now, at least with text and stuff. It's not the same thing. You can call people up. You can do that stuff. Um, as far as how to deal with it, I don't know. I ain't got any help for, for you there, my friend. It's just the way it goes sometimes people have like different tra trajectories they go in different directions you can't always be held to one geographical location it's just a sad reality of things I'm afraid big lad Luke has a penultimate one here not a question but a quick bit of appreciation for you boys recently I've made a group of friends in college and we often go out we go to Manchester most times. Manchester is about a 45-minute bus ride away from me, so in total I'll be on the bus for one hour and 30 minutes there and back. Oh, sorry, I won't, this one probably won't fill it for you. <laughs> Each time I've been out, I've been catching up on the Jarcast on the bus, and it's always made my day. It's genuinely entertaining traveling thanks to hearing you lads argue about whether ripped or shredded means more muscle. i got to pause there for a second because now I'm alone, I can really... I can really mention how much that fucking debate pissed me off so much. 
God damn it, rip, rip versus shredded, is that really what we've come to? Nah, this will not stand. This will not stand on Jar, I tell you. Um, we also went to York last month, which was a four-hour coach journey each way. Coming back listening to the cast is such a pleasant memory. The evening sun overhead, some nice views, cold air conditioning, and listening to your question whether an ape or gorilla is scarier. Kind of a long-winded way of saying this, but every time I've been traveling or whenever I've been super bored with nothing else to do, the Jar cast is my go-to. I just want to say thank you for making my days so much more entertaining and funny. I also get heavy nostalgia when I do specific things during different periods of my life, listening to certain songs, watching certain videos, etc. So I can't wait for the inevitable nostalgia I'd feel for the 2021 era of Jar in my life. I guess if I were to turn this into a question, I'd ask if any of you boys have ever been up north, and if so, what did you think? I think this was asked in an earlier cast, but this was probably a few years back, so you might have been up there again. Uh, not since uh, COVID time. Um, sorry for the long post, and thank you so much, Gooners. Have a great week. Um, yeah, I've been up north. We uh, The Beltmans have family up there. Ties to the north. Um, it being so far away, though, is does mean it's only been up there a handful of times the last ten years or so. But I enjoy it when I do go there. It's a different vibe. People are different people a bit friendlier I reckon <laughs> um, we sort of stay in the Fleetwood kind of area um, which I, I don't know I don't know what like the rep of around these places are or anything it's nice to be by the ocean it's not like a northern thing specifically but I can't I can't speak too much to like the actual culture or whatever and how that is different because I haven't really lived up there. I've only really visited family, and it's more about the family when you're when you're visiting in that kind of way instead of exploring a city or whatever. I do need to go go up north and properly explore the the cities and whatnot. I've really got that itch now after after the COVID lockdowns to sort of explore the world a bit more. Um, you don't realise uh, what to appreciate until it's sort of taken away from you a little bit. But yeah, it's nice to hear a nice, a nice chunky comment of appreciation. Um, that always inspires to keep us going. Let's end on this one. From r slash jar media. It's not really a, a, a question, more of an observation. Given that most forms of chocolate come from cocoa beans originally, how do you boys feel about chocolate milkshakes being bean smoothies? Thanks, lol. Mmm. This is deep. This has layers, layers of beans for us to unpack. I think there is something to this. Really, there actually is something, there's some truth to this coffee bean. They are beans. Beans aren't linear. Beans aren't just baked. Beans have cocoa content if they're cocoa beans. Take cocoa beans, and at some point it becomes a smoothie, a chocolate smoothie. See, things are making sense. Things are coming together. The beans cannot be stopped. But seriously though, I guess you could argue by the time 
whatever form of chocolate is being put into those smoothies, unless it's like some proper vegan, like, yeah, we've made an effort with this one. Like, this is pure cocoa bean milkshake here, my friend. I assume, like, that the actual contents of cocoa bean in, like, whatever, like, a McDonald's milkshake, chocolate milkshake has in it. It's probably quite minimal, so I wouldn't call that a bean shake. Maybe more of a... Yeah, go go to, like, a nice tucked-away cafe, a little vegan cafe, and get a, a proper uh, cocoa bean smoothie. In which case, I would say that is... It is a bean smoothie. Um... This is another one I'll probably have to bring up to the boys next episode and will probably wind up being like a 45-minute discussion. We we have ways of just elongating this stuff, you know. And to think there was once a point where I was like, oh, how am I going to fill out a jar cast this week? Like, nothing's happened. <sighs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode anyway. It's quite weird. It's really fucking weird. I'm like dazed and confused, I'm out of it. Don't know what I'm talking about at this point. Hope you've enjoyed. Um, if you have, if you have, if you've made it this far. Keep supporting the show if you can. And we'll see you next week where uh, hopefully everyone is uh, back and it's not just me alone in COVID. Thanks for watching. <laughs>